0: Ashley, who landed the in-house copywriting job of her dreams. They all started with this free training, and you can get started with that same training too. Sign up right now at freecopywritingtraining.com. Are you ready to learn the keys to copywriting success? My name is Nikki Krawczyk, and I've been a copywriter for more than 20 years, writing for multi-billion dollar companies down to solopreneurs and every size business in between. My co-host, Kate Sitars and I, along with the rest of the Filthy Rich Writer team, are sharing everything we've learned in our decades in the industry so that you can start and scale a successful copywriting business of your own. To us, being filthy rich means having a job you love, being good at what you do, and making great money doing it. Let's dig in. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Build Your Copywriting Business Podcast. Hey there, Kate. hello. 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 Okay, guys. Today, we're actually going to expand upon something that um, we put out on social media and that was pretty popular. And we thought, you know what? This could be something that we could uh, explain to people even a little bit more. And that thing is a day in the life of a copywriter. What does it look like? What can you expect? And all of that stuff.
1: The sun's shining. The birds are always chirping. There are always rainbows.
0: Exactly. it's
1: like a Disney movie in <laughs> yes. real
0: life. Yes, no. Well, obviously, we'll talk about we'll talk about the reality of it. and we'll also talk about how it can be different, obviously, if you are on staff or if you are working freelance. Um, certainly, that's going to be a big difference. Um, but there are certain things that are going to be um, similar across the board, things that you will end up doing all the time, no matter what. Um, And I should say too, full disclosure, I'm giving you what I have experienced in the past as Mm -hmm. a full-time copywriter, since you have probably figured out that I do spend a lot of my time running the business that teaches people to be full-time copywriters or part-time copywriters. Uh, And same for you too, right, Kate? Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's a good caveat in general. Bear with us, but know that it's
1: it's going to vary based on you, your schedule, who you're working with, when you're working, how many hours you're working. There's so many variables so that, which keeps it interesting, right? We can have very different days for all of us and we can, to some extent, structure them how we want, which makes mm-hmm. it really exciting. So it's going to be completely different from one person to the other. Uh, but to Nikki's point, there will be some commonalities.
0: Yeah. So I guess a good place to start is just the beginning of the day, Right. So for me, um, my best time is the beginning of the day, truly first thing in the morning. And sometimes I'll get up and have a cup of coffee and maybe you know do a little, <laughs> sometimes even a little meditating, if you can believe it, uh, or a little bit of just kind of getting myself into the day. The New York Times uh, mini crossword puzzle. Excellent little wordle here and there. Um, But there will actually be times when, if it's a project that maybe I'm finding a little bit tricky or I need myself to be especially fresh, there will be times that I will get up and have a cup of coffee and first thing, sit down and write that copy because that fresh and creative part of the day is so, so valuable to me as a copywriter.
1: Yeah, whereas I feel like I ease into my day a little bit. I need like a good hour of doing doing tasks but not anything that's super creative, not writing per se. I might do like an hour of admin type stuff, check my email, see if there are any important emails I need to get back to right away, particularly if it's, you know, as a freelancer, if it's client emails who, you know, prospective clients that you need to set up a meeting with, that sort of thing. I'll try to get that out of the way just because I don't want that weighing on my head of like are there people i need to get back to or there you know what what do i need to set in motion at the beginning of the day um, and then i'll do my best to not check email until much much later in the day so twice a day but not letting email dictate kind of my my day because it's very easy if you have the window up you know gmail and then a little one shows up and then you're like oh one let me let me click it um, and so shutting off notifications as well so that you have a little bit more control of when you're looking at the things you want to look at. But I would say around 10 a.m. is when I would start my writing type of tasks and really deep creative work. Um, and for me, I don't last super long at the, those type of tasks. I need I need a break. Um, so I schedule breaks throughout my day uh, to just move, get up and move and come back to my writing. And I'll probably stop at around one, two o'clock with with super creative tasks, just because that's that's my worst time. I think that's a lot of people's worst time, that just like mid-afternoon
0: lull in energy. Absolutely. Yeah, I completely agree that those morning hours for me, and it's, we've always said it's, it's really important to know when you're most creative, most, most focused. Yes. There are, I've met people who it's actually the middle of the afternoon, which is crazy to me. Uh, I cannot understand it, but I envy them a little bit, um, or even later at night. But, um, yeah, I agree those, those peak hours, uh, great for writing, writing copy. Also great for like writing pitches, um, not Mm -hmm. even necessarily sending them, not doing the research, but writing them to make sure that they are, they're the best that they can be. Um, And I agree. Breaks are so important. I think that some people think that being a writer means sitting down at your desk and just writing nonstop for like four or five hours. And that's just, that sounds miserable to me. Just really, really. And I love writing, but that sounds miserable to me. Well, and I think all of us need that I'm going to call it like gel
1: time. We need ideas to like throw some stuff out on paper and then just sit on it for a bit, go for a walk, come back to it. And during those periods, your brain still might be thinking about these ideas, you know, consciously or unconsciously. And so when you come back, you can kind of look at what you put out there and adjust as needed or have maybe already some some fresh ideas. Sometimes when I go for a walk, I'll email myself quite frequently and just be like, oh yeah, this. And then I'll uh, think of something else and send another email so that I have just this list of emails to kind of insert into my copy doc when I get back with ideas or thoughts or lines that I think might work. Um, and I, to be honest, I get a burst of another creative burst of energy, honestly, like Four or five o'clock, like I should be wrapping up, and I'm ready to like start closing my laptop. And then all of a sudden, it's like this other burst of creative energy. So for me, I try to you know feel less guilty about you know getting creative going at 10 a.m. since I know that my day is going to extend into the into the evening hours. And so I think that can be a shift if you've been in the nine to five world. I've been in the nine to five world since like 2014, but it's still on a, a some level just like baked into to my mindset. So breaking free of that to say, no, I can give myself permission to work when it is, when it is best.
0: Mm-hmm. Actually, that's what they say. All those, the books about following the circadian rhythm, they say that often people who have the early burst of energy will take that dip in the mid afternoon, like that two to four range. I mean, I'm Like staring at a brick wall at two o'clock, creative wise, Uh, but it will often come back up at like you said that like four, five, six o'clock range, Mm -hmm. which is very interesting. And it's you're right. The way that we have set up societies, it's like, oh, okay, now you're done and on to the next thing. But it's all about making it work for you. Yeah, and in in that downtime, and not downtime because I'm still working, but or you know, if you want to, or if you don't want to, but, um, I will usually still be working during that time. That's a great time for me for client calls. Um, it's a great time for checking emails again, following up on that kind of stuff, maybe doing some research for pitching, Mm -hmm. um, even just adding new companies to my pitch list. That, that is the time that has to be more I was going to say admin time, but that's not really client calls. I think it, it's either has to be admin in terms of activities I'm doing, or then I can interact. It's a good time for me to interact with other people. I've been so in my head for most of the day, it's a good time for me to kind of come up and and have calls with people and, and collaborate during that time. Yeah,
1: same. I try to batch my calls in the afternoon so that they're together and not creating those Awkward blocks of like twenty and thirty minutes between calls that where you it takes so long to get back into a task and then to switch into a call that it it becomes wasted time. So as much as possible, I try to batch my 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 client calls in that period too. The other thing I like during that period is to start projects in the sense of mm-hmm. I'm not going to be writing because I know I'm not at peak. I know I can't write great copy in those moments. But what I can do is outline my copy doc. I can just put some very low pressure writing is what I like to call it. Like just here's some ideas. Here's a brain dump. Here's crummy copy that I know is crummy, but I know it's the idea or kind of the theme I want to touch on so that Mm -hmm. the next day I don't have a blank page. I have this basis for what I'm going to then start actually writing to. Mm. Uh, but it just, it feels, it's like one of my favorite things because it just, the the pressure feels so much lower. It's not like I'm sitting down to write this email and I need to write this email. It's very much like, I'm going to see what comes out and whatever. It's not, it's not due. It's not, I'm not going to finish. I don't have the goal of finishing. So it becomes just such a fun way to get going um and which is why we recommend not setting deadlines like 24 hours later or mm-hmm. doing day rates or anything like that so that you're not you don't have that pressure and you can have that time to have this be product for your process if that works for you and mm-hmm. it
0: works really well for me i think that's such a great uh, a great tactic because what you're doing basically is you're giving yourself momentum when you sit down yes. the next day, right? Exactly. You're not starting from scratch. You're not starting from zero. Um, I forget which writer, might've been Hemingway. Um, I feel like he said a lot of stuff. Um, said something about like, you know, you do the work, but don't do the work each day to get to the point that you end. Yes. It's end in the middle of yes. what you're doing so that you have that kind of momentum. You know where you're starting the next day. And that strikes me as a very similar tactic.
1: Exactly, 100%. And I th- sometimes do it, like wine time. If you're like, oh, I didn't get as much as I wanted to do, but I want to wrap up. Cause again, I like get that peak of creative energy again at like six o'clock and I'm like, I'm, I'm done. The workday is done. So pour yourself a glass of wine. And then again, very low pressure of like, let me get out all my creative ideas that are still still here and set myself up for, yeah, the next day to jump right in, which
0: just, you know, be be careful of wine time. In my very early, early days as a copywriter, I think I've told you this story, Kate, but I don't think I've admitted it on the podcast, but Ooh. very early days as a copywriter, I was at home doing work in the evening. This was while I was on staff. So these were kind of bonus hours doing a little extra work, but I was doing work in the evening and, you know, it was flowing and I was having wine and I'm like, great. And I got it done and I sent it through and the next mm. day. The next day they were like, "Um, great. So most of this is really great. As we get toward the end of the document, though, I think we're just – like maybe there were some – Words missing, or maybe like just stuff got cut off as you sent it through. And I looked at it and I swear to God, it didn't make any sense. The oh last, no. like, I think it was maybe a list of, I don't know, descriptions for something. And the last couple of them, and very suit of them to be, and you know, who knows. It was very gentle but they're feedback. Like, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Maybe something got cut off or something, Did you or send maybe the you wrong version to- through. Exactly. Yeah. Did you forget to paste something? Yes, it was very kind of them. And it was, you know, uh, you know the the rest of it was was very good work, but yeah, that's so. Be careful about <laughs> wine tip. time. Do exactly, not send
1: through copy during wine time. Yes, don't this is send good through. good advice.
0: Yes, exactly. <laughs> no well, that's anu- emails after six. <laughs> yes, um, and that's another thing Hemingway said. Write drunk, edit sober. Uh, I skipped the. I don't actually mm-hmm. necessarily recommend writing drunk, but um. Definitely edit and definitely edit sober before you send it through to your boss or your client. Again, that was, you know, little little baby copywriter, Nikki. Yes, exactly. Exactly. You're just so excited about that copy. Yeah. (laughs) So excited to get it done. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of a, maybe that's a good transition. Talking about, um working on staff as a copywriter. Because I think that when we say things like, well, you know, do your most creative stuff. Anybody who's worked in an office can be like, uh, my schedule does not belong to me. How am I supposed yeah. to choose when I can do my most creative time? Yeah.
1: Sure. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, you can
0: <laughs> if it's a nine to five, typically you're, you're there nine to five.
1: But I would say, I think one of the things I wish I had learned sooner, me was was still having that idea of when my my key peak hours were to then be able to better push back against meetings that are scheduled. So if you're in an office, you know, you're likely working with a bigger team and obviously organizing meetings becomes a a challenge to some extent if you've got five, six, seven, however many people in a meeting. Um, So sometimes you certainly can't be the one person who's like, oh, this works for all eight of you, but not me, sorry. Um, But I, to some extent, wish I had done that more to say, you know, here might like, I need these two hours. I need at least these two hours and blocked that off on my calendar, which I never did in an office. And I think, uh, giving myself that permission to do that would have been a lot more effective. And, you know, there's still obviously six hours in the day that they could have scheduled meetings. Uh, Mm -hmm. so blocking out two hours doesn't feel like a, a big deal.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I it would say too that, especially if you're working for a creative director or a marketing director or something, they will likely get that. And you can yeah. even run it by them and say, hey, you know, um, this is the the best time for me to get the most work done and the best quality work done. Obviously, the work I do throughout the day is going to also be good quality, but my best stuff is going to happen in these hours. Are you okay with me blocking this time off? And obviously, if there's something crazy that happens or a big meeting or something, I can I can be flexible with that. But are you okay if generally I block this time off and this is my focus time? I think mm-hmm. you would be very hard-pressed to find, uh, especially a creative director or marketing director who wouldn't understand that and be like, yes, absolutely. Okay. Yeah,
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I remember when I, there was an agency I worked at and the designer that I often worked with on projects, she would come into the office. I kid you not at like sometime in the afternoon, like I was getting ready to leave some days at like 4 PM? And she'd be rolling in at 4 PM and work weird hours. Um, and so we had to come up with a system of like, okay, our overlap is like maybe an hour every day. Let's get together, figure out what we need. She would get going on whatever the thing is. And then when I came in the next morning, kind of touch base and, and, you know, if she left a note or whatever, um, And so then, and then again, regroup when we had that overlap, but you might, depending again on people and schedules and that's not, that's very atypical, I feel like, but figuring out what other people, if, if you do have, you know, a designer that you work with a lot and if their hours are kind of, or their peak creative hours a little bit different than you finding a time to say, okay, let's, let's get something recurring on the books in case we need it. Maybe we cancel this meeting if we Mm -hmm. don't need it, but at least it's blocked off on both of our schedules, schedules, where we know that this kind of time period works for both of us and just really communicating with all the people on your team. And, you know, if the members change on project to project, just having those discussions and not being afraid to raise your hand and say, okay, Hey, what could work for this project? Here's what I need. What do you need to, to do your best work?
0: Mm-hmm. That's a great point. And of course the, the nice thing about being in an office is that you can get up and go over and walk over to someone's desk and either, you know. Um, Run ideas past them or ask them questions or they can come over to you and do exactly the same thing. Um, And sometimes that can be good because it's great to have that collaboration. Sometimes it's not so good because you know, as you're saying that, I'm like, oh,
1: don't interrupt me.
0: See, I used to love it, especially in the afternoons when I'm like, I'm already kind of loopy. I mean, in the afternoon, yeah.
1: Anyone could interrupt me, you know, 1 to 2 p.m., please, yeah.
0: Well, and that's, you know, that's a good point, too, not to get back to the morning hours, but – well, to get back to the morning hours. um, There are – I've seen some people put up signs like – unavailable from X amount of time on the side of their cubicle or they'll wear big headphones that indicates like I'm I'm busy this is not the time for me and they'll let their let their their collaborators know that like if I'm wearing the headphones then it's not it if it's emergency absolutely but if I'm wearing the headphones I'm in the zone um, unfortunately like earbuds and that kind of thing don't do the same often Uh, You'll start talking to someone, and then and then only realize that they're wearing earbuds when they like turn their head or something. Mm -hmm. But the the big headphones can be uh, a good way to do it, Um, or just posting a sign or or something like that, just to let people know that this is your your focus time. Yeah, yeah. Communication, communication, communication. Ask for what you need. Yeah. exactly and because there's so many eh, so many more meetings well yeah kind of because kind of, you're yeah. collaborating with more people right so you're yeah. you're probably sitting down there's the kickoff right so you're sitting down in the room with the with whoever is kicking it off maybe it's the maybe it's someone from product maybe it's someone from marketing but and then there's you and the rest of the creative team and or or whoever is collaborating on it with you and going through it so there's that And then there's going to be a little time for you to work on it on your own, but you're also going to need some time to do some, some concepting with your creative partner, with your designer, maybe with the larger team, if it's a bigger project. So that's going to be a meeting as well. Um, A lot of fun, but a meeting as well. And then maybe there's a couple more opportunities to collaborate before, um, before you guys all look at the final, the final project. And then once everybody in the creative team is like, "All right, we're good with this," and then you're going to the creative review and you're presenting it. And um, there's generally often going to be feedback, so some tweaks to make, and then taking it into another creative review. And I know that this can sound like, "I'm um, like, oh my god, that's so many meetings," but don't forget that a lot of this collaboration is really fun, even for even for the introverts out there. I know it can be like, "Oh, not want to work with all those people," but remember that very shortly, they're not going to be brand new people. They're going to be people that you you collaborate with closely and regularly. And there still will be opportunities to, to uh, have your focus time, to sit apart from everybody, all that kind of thing, to get your energy back. But I, I truly do genuinely miss collaborating with people on a project in an office. It's it's a lot of fun, and it's a, a great way to grow yourself as a professional and as a copywriter to work with other people.
1: Yeah. I'm coming over. That's it. If you miss <laughs> collaborating? I will be there in an hour.
0: <laughs> Kate's on her way. Oh, I feel like we should splice it in where you come yeah. up behind <laughs> me.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> Boo. Boo. It's a good reminder though, too, I think for freelancers too, it can be very easy to forget that we can create opportunities to collaborate as we need or want that, you know, it, it, it's easy to just work on the project and say, okay, I have these, these meetings with clients for the kickoff and the review and whatnot. But if you, if there's information that you need, um, you know, to reach out to, if you're collaborating with a designer remotely to be like, Hey, can we hop on a quick call? What's your schedule like today? I'd love to like just share screen and get on the same page because sometimes it's such a pain in the, you know, what to type out type out something that you could more easily explain on screen and just show someone. Um, if you ever find yourself, I find myself sometimes I'll start typing an email and I'm like, this is dumb. Someone's going <laughs> to read this and not even like to follow Let's, and I'll just delete the email and say, okay, when can you, when can you hop on a call? When can mm-hmm. we do a
0: quick hangout? Whatever. Yeah. Um, but not forgetting you have that option. Yeah. Well, and and frankly, collaboration has come so far since I was trying to work with people remotely. Um, I mean, you know, work with people who are in and you know what I mean? Um, I mean, even just like you can hop on a zoom share screen, but also then record it. So if Mm there's any questions later, you can go back to the recording and it's just, it's, it's, we are in a golden age of remote okay. collaboration. And I know that sometimes, um, especially new copywriters are a little worried that, like, well, I don't, I don't live near any big big cities or, you know, I, or I live in a country far away from where my native speakers are or whatever. It's collaboration, first of all, companies are so much more open to collaborating with people around the world yeah. than ever before. Um, and point two, the 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 flexibility and the technology makes it so much easier. I mean, just uh, even just our team. I mean, we are talking to each other constantly and we're on Zoom and we're, but, but, you know, I, I still have not met key members of our team yet in person, which absolutely blows my mind because I feel so close to everyone on our team, Mm -hmm. but I still have not met some of them in person. And it's, it's, amazing to me, but it, it just also goes to show that you can still build really fantastic collaborations, um, over zoom. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And the, the around the world aspect too, to
1: think about like day in the life, if you're working with clients in the U S and you're for whatever reason in, one of our students is in Belarus currently, I believe. Um, so I'm going to use that as first thing that came to mind. Uh, But with the time zones, you know, even when I worked in Germany for four years, I, I, again, set your boundaries, but I was taking calls just to, you know, line up with some of my client key times that they had for for meetings, taking calls at like 9, 9.30 at night, of course. So I would stop. My day in the life looked very different when I was over there, where I would still start at around 10 a.m. Um, and get going 10, maybe 11 some days. And I'd work till, you know, 3, 4, and then I'd break for dinner. And then I'd uh, maybe do a little more work and it saved time for meetings in, in the evenings. But the, the schedule was definitely very different to accommodate those time zones. And so the same thing, if you're working freelance, depending where your clients are, again, set, set the boundaries that make sense for you. You don't have to take calls at 11 o'clock at night. Um, you might bend that if it's absolute must. Um, you know, I worked with one client. I remember we were, I was in Germany. Client was in, uh, East coast, but then clients client, uh, was in China. So you had to be somewhat flexible because everyone was being flexible at that point to just make that work. Um, but yeah, that, so your day could look and if you're traveling while you're working too, then you're going to have to shift potentially what your day in the life looks like. You know, maybe you want to be out exploring all day and then work at night and that's perfectly doable. Uh, which is the the beauty of this career is the flexibility of it and the flexibility
0: to change what your day looks like, especially as a freelancer, yeah, I think that's a, a really great point. you know we've kind of given you the day in the life, and we've given it the way that that Kate and I tend to structure ours, right. but it really you can make your day in the life uh what works for you, and we just talked about full time, you know if you're doing this part time, it might be that Tuesday and Wednesday evenings are your writing nights and when, and wait, Tuesday, Wednesday, writing nights and Thursday is your client call night. Or maybe Mm -hmm. you take client calls during your lunch break at your full-time job or Mm -hmm. something like that. I've done
1: that before for sure.
0: (laughs) I absolutely have too. Yes. (laughs) Um, and if it's on your free time, then, then, you know, no, if it's truly your free time, then no boss should, should, uh, have a problem with that. If it's during working hours, that probably would be a little bit of an issue, but, um, but you can you can be flexible when you are uh, well. I was going to say when you're when you're part time, but anytime. One of the great things, one of the many great things about this career is that you can kind of figure out what works for you. And we would encourage you to do a little experimentation. If you're like, you know what? I always do my creative work in the morning. Let me try doing it in the evening or let me try in the afternoon. You could discover that you've been trying to force your fit, force fit yourself into the morning hours when it turns out you are one of the people who's just really, really good in the afternoon um, or you know, middle of the day, whenever, but experiment to figure out what works best for you as long as you are delivering the best quality copy that you can to your clients. as long as you are responding to them in a timely manner. I would say never make them wait more than more than twenty four hours in a, in a business week. Um, ideally, Within the day would be a great time to get back to them uh, via email. Um, Obviously, but, you know, weekends. They, take your weekends. Yes, exactly. And if they email you at 4 o'clock with all kinds of stuff, then you can. Save sit it for on the that. next day. No. Or you can always draft <laughs> it, it and then send it the next day. Exactly, yes. Um, but you get to – decide how this shakes out for you. And you get to decide, do you want to work from your house? If you're a freelancer, mm-hmm. of course, do, do you want to work from your house? Or do you want to work from a coffee shop? Or do you want to get one of those you know, co-working spaces? Mm-hmm. Or do you want to start your day at your house and then in the afternoon, go work from – if it's a nice day, go work from the park or go work from somewhere else yeah. or – Kate i turned I love- my
1: Wednesdays. Yeah, the hotel lobby. I was in one on Monday. At the, it was very mm-hmm. nice. They gave me Wi-Fi even though I wasn't staying there. They handed me a water bottle. I picked a very nice hotel. Pick nice hotels that you might not actually stay at but can work from their beautiful lobbies that are totally underutilized.
0: Mm-hmm. I think we should make you a bingo card of hotel I lobbies f- in Boston. I love this idea,
1: actually. Yes, we're doing this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, but the point is, is that you can – you can craft your day as a copywriter to be what works for you and where it works for you, whether it's the the lobby of the Intercontinental or whether it's whether it's Belarus or Germany or mm-hmm. any of the number of places that I've gone. As long as we got Wi-Fi yeah. and your computer's working, you sh- and you can talk to your clients, you should be good to go. Good yeah. to go. And you can do it different things on different
1: days. I try to, you know, we make no no meetings day on our Wednesdays at, at mm-hmm. our company. And so Wednesday is typically when I would go work at a hotel lobby or something like that to do something different because mm-hmm. I know it's, you know, there are no meetings. Uh, and then Fridays, I like to start my day, like getting a coffee out of the house and then come, you know, like a treat. So you can do different things on different days just to keep it exciting and interesting and and not boring. We didn't get into this to be bored. So
0: yes. Yeah. I think that's a great point. If you are, if you are looking at your days and going, or if if there's anything that is, I mean, which is not to say that copywriting isn't always a perfect job, you know. It's it's not. Yeah, there are absolutely going to be days where it's a dream, and then there are other days where it's just going to be like, oh, this feels like a job. Well, yeah. I mean, it, 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 is. it is. In fairness, <laughs> it is. In fairness, it's not always going to be uh, rainbows and butterflies. But if you're you're looking at your schedule and you're like, oh more often than not, then give yourself the the opportunity to switch things up, switch up your schedule, switch up where you're working, maybe even evaluate who you're working with. Is it when you look at your schedule, do certain client calls make you just groan, uh, And other ones, you're like, oh, I love them. I can't wait for that call. But oh, that one. Maybe it's an opportunity to switch up the clients that you're working with. Let some go, bring some new ones in. But uh, I think part of what's so cool is that, that we get to have control over our experience, over where we work, when we work, how we work, who we work for, how much we charge, all of that. So if any of that is not working for you, make some changes. Make, make, make it so it does work for you and that you're happy because you did not change careers to get into something that uh, is a disappointment again. It should be something that, that the majority of the days, if not the vast majority of the days, you, you're excited to dig into and that you're, you're happy and, and proud to do the work. Yeah. Okay. So our homework for you is maybe do a little bit of thinking about what your ideal day as a copywriter looks like. How Make a would bingo you card for yourself. Make, make a bingo card. That's my homework. <laughs> I do love that for you. But how would you schedule that out? How would that look for you? And then once you've done that for a couple of days, maybe a couple of weeks, where are there places that you could change it, tweak it, improve it? Because it's all about living the best lives that we can and feeling as fulfilled as we can while doing amazing work and helping our clients. So with that, we will catch you guys in the next episode. Bye, everybody. Like what you heard? Subscribe to the Build Your Copywriting Business podcast so you never miss any copywriting tips, tools, or tactics. And if you think copywriting might be right for you, check out our free on-demand video training at freecopywritingtraining.com. We'll catch you in the next episode.